Stella Belafonte here, and thank you for joining me at my table on this Tuesday for another tasty top pick. We're going to have an appetizer because I'm greedy. Then there's the main course, which is what brought you here in the first place. And we'll end things with a sweet dessert. Boy, have I ever. I hope you're hungry. Enjoy. Stop it. Y'all gonna get this podcast. Hey, hey, tasters. Welcome to my table and to another episode of Tasty Top Picks. Yes, it's a Tasty Tuesday. Holler. And I've already decided, look, in advance, that I am going to call this episode the holiday edition because I got some things that I'm going to be hollering about today. Well, speaking of the holidays, as you're listening to this, it is Tuesday and also the second day of Kwanzaa. Yeah, yeah. How many of my tasters celebrate Kwanzaa? I didn't grow up celebrating Kwanzaa, but um, it's a beautiful holiday starting the day after Christmas from December 26th on, I feel like it lasts seven days. And again, I did not grow up celebrating Kwanzaa, but I have damn sure partaken in Kwanzaa festivities, namely Kwanzaa Crawl, which they did not do this year. And again, I was a little disappointed about that because if you have not experienced it, tasters, you need to go onto Instagram or whatever your uh, social media platforms are, I'm sure they're on Facebook, and follow Kwanzaa Crawl. Kwanzaa Crawl, New York City, is one of the most fun and exciting holiday-themed pub crawls that I've ever experienced. So, yeah, no Kwanzaa Crawl this year. Listen, December 26th, this would have been the night of nights. Ooh, Kwanzaa Crawl Harlem. That was my first time going with my girl, Lachey. Hey, Lachey! Had a blast, had a ball, um, memories that last a lifetime. Just a bunch of black people in the streets of New York City, not acting up, but just acting out of love. Look, like Diddy said, in love, having a good time, making connections, you know, just building friendships. Look, hooking up if you care to, you know, hook up. It's a lot of shit to get into at Kwanzaa Crawl, but... Again, they didn't do it this year, but if you do celebrate Kwanzaa, tell me how long you've been doing it. Are you one of those Kwanzaa kids? I think I spoke about this before. If you are a Kwanzaa kid, yeah, all the kids that actually grew up saying Jumbo and Ashe, not the ones that just learned it after Instagram, the ones who actually grew up that way. What was that like? Especially if your family was such black nationalists, because that's what they called them back in my days. It was a lot of black nationalists that celebrated Kwanzaa in the household, and they didn't deal with Christmas at all. What was that like? I think it was much different than the way Jehovah Witness don't celebrate Christmas. I feel like Jehovah Witnesses don't celebrate anything. Oh, speaking of Jehovah Witness, I feel like that is one of the most, I am going to give my opinion. I feel like that is one of the most suppressive branches of organized Christian religion on the planet. I'm so serious. God bless all of my friends who are witnesses and who were raised in their faith because I don't get it. I don't understand a Christian faith that is so judgmental. 
that is so far and deep into your business. Like if you do something that you feel like goes against God or goes against the faith, you have to discuss it with the kingdom hall and they can decide to sit you outside of the circle and not engage with you. Like, I, I just feel like that's really messy. I just, I don't understand it. You know, people will argue that, oh, well, you won't understand because you didn't grow up that way. No, I don't understand. So like I said, I'd like somebody to explain it to me. You know, I just feel like Jehovah's Witnesses are extremely judgmental. I will say that I don't get it. And um, I just want to know why. Like, why would you even connect yourself to such a suppressive branch of organized religion? I remember um, years ago, I was dating a, a sexy young fella. I spoke about him in my Tasty Topics. And he had been raised as a witness. And he actually, um, you know, he had a lot of good Christian values. But I could see, it's like the suppression it left an impact on him that wasn't positive. And I actually felt bad for him, like regarding the things, like you can see the things, the long game. You know, I don't want to get too deep into it as far as him as an individual. But it's like when you're raised as a witness, it's damn near being like raised in the Mormon faith or like a Quaker. Like there's just so much lacking that you wish that you could be able to do or say or enjoy and you cannot. And they'll put it on their faith. Well, anyway. Not trying to spend um, an entire segment of this Tuesday. I told you I'm going holler though. Holler. Talking about um, other people's religions and knocking them. Even though I probably did enough of that in this first five minutes. And let's talk about what everyone's been getting into since this cold weather has set in. Tasters. This is the type of cold that I remember from when I was a fucking kid. This is some real cold. Listen, this shuts down all the people that wait until it drops under 55 and come outside tomorrow. Ooh, it's cold. No, it is really freezing, especially in New York City. The last two days, like from Christmas and like maybe the day before, have been better than others. But for the last week or so, I think they call that like a polar vortex. I was watching the news and um, look, the weatherman said that this is the coldest cold that we've seen in the last two decades. And I believe it. I have not felt frostbite on my face since I couldn't tell you. Honestly, the last time I felt actual frostbite is when I was a uh, hard hat and working on the steel. Now that was some real Jack Frost nipping at your ass. Like they said, it was hard hats on ice when I was working. That is a beast of a job. Um, God bless all my construction workers who are out here struggling through this cold weather. So ladies, when you grab you up a hard hat or ladies who are hard hats, uh, I commend you because again, it's a beast of a job. But women, when you date hard hats and all you're thinking about is how much money he makes and counting his dollars and he's coming home, you know, lying, telling you that he's a foreman when he's probably not. But you know, he makes so much money that you think he is. Don't think that he out there, ain't out there um, busting his ass for that money. We used to call that blood money. And in this type of cold, he's probably bleeding literally. Oh, yeah. So here's a tip to my ladies who are dating or in love with hard hats. Make sure that your men dress warm. It ain't like um, certain cities, especially union construction. It's not like working for the subway system where they give us a lot of PPE. Like most union construction 
um, jobs, you're on your own. They're not providing anything. So ladies, you make sure you go to these construction stores and you get your men real fur line gloves, like with the fleece inside, the lamb's wool, by hand warmers, foot warmers. They got full foot warmers that look like an insole and you open them up before your man leaves out for work and you stick them inside his boots and he'll be nice and warm for hours. Take care of your hard working, hard hat wearing men this winter. Anyway, that's just, um the cold. And one thing that I did already that was outside of the cold, away from the cold, me and my girl Lachey, we went to the Golden Girls kitchen experience at the South Street Seaport in Manhattan. How many of my tasters are real Golden Girls fans? Woohoo! Thank you for being a friend. That was my show. Tasters, let me tell you, I grew up watching the Golden Girls. That was my grandfather's show. Sophia was his favorite. And once I got older and could really understand, because there were a lot of things that were going on when I was young, because they were so old that I didn't really understand. The women were just funny and beautiful to me. But then when I got older and I saw how deep it was, I, you know, you always pick, well, which one are you? Like, you know, when you watch a series, you try to align yourself with one of the characters. And as far as the Golden Girls go, I am Dorothy's Barnack. I've been saying that for a very long time. Dorothy sits in my spirit. The Dorothy's Barnack character is so deep to me. Just her whole demeanor. I had to look her up because I knew about Dorothy before Golden Girls, but I never, she, this was like her first, well, there was a show back in the days called Maud that was actually um, B. Arthur's first big role, but I wasn't into Maud. That was way before my time. Maud probably dropped about maybe four or five years before I was born. And I'm just now catching up to Maud in syndication. Shout out to that show. That's a beautiful show too, but we ain't talking about Maud. We are talking about the Golden Girls. And Dorothy's character resonated with me so much that I had to look up B. Arthur because I just wanted to know her business. You know, I looked her up and she's my sign. Same Zodiac, Taurus the Bull. It figures. And I wasn't surprised. I feel like she brought a lot of bull drama and tendencies in a good way to that character. So, um... Before I get into my experience, I'm just curious, Tasters. Look, which golden girl are you? And speaking of which golden girl you think you are, for a while now, they had been talking about um, golden girls' experiences, period, like drag shows and things like that. And they've had shows like that in the city for a couple of years. Well, there was a bitch that I don't fuck with anymore. We talked about her. Remember Pick Me, Sylvia? We were watching the Golden Girls one day and talking about, um, I think it was a drag experience that had just started. This is years ago. And I was telling her, oh my God, Sylvia, I would love to go to something like that. And she goes, mm, I already know which Golden Girl you are. So I'm thinking, okay, bitch, you my friend. Well, which Golden Girl am I? And I and she was like, mm, you tell me. I said, okay, well, I'm Dorothy's born at. She goes, really? Hmm, I would imagine that you were Blanche. <laughs> Let me tell you something, tasters, and especially to all my tasters who watch. If you don't watch, then this part of the segment ain't for you. But if you do know, you know what the fuck she was trying to get at. She, why would I be Blanche Devereaux? And this is no shade to Blanche because I loved her. I loved all of the Golden Girls. But because she was the so-called whore of the bunch, 
I didn't like that and I didn't like where she was going with that. I feel like me as a person, I'm so much more complicated and I have so much more depth than just a whore. And that's what she, she kept saying it and I kept acting like I didn't hear. She was like, what, Dorothy? I don't know. I thought I was giving you Blanche. I thought you would be Blanche. And you know how I feel? Well, motherfucker, since you want to give me Blanche, I'm giving you Rose Nyland, the resident ditz, the dumbbell, the one that we still love, know and love, but she was the, the, the village idiot because anybody who knows me knows for a fact that I have very little Blanche Devereaux about me. Stella Belafonte is giving Dorothy's Barnack. So anyway, the Golden Girls kitchen experience in the city was beautiful. It's a Big sit-down restaurant, two levels. This is not a pop-up. I think this is here to stay. First of all, when you first woke up, it's decorated with big portrait paintings of each of the girls out front. Beautiful. You get inside, and there goes the bar. You got the rusty anchor bar. And the bartenders got on like their um Hawaiian shirts, like they used to wear at the bars. That the girl, the girl, the girl, look, the girl, the girl, the girl, the girl, the girl look, I'm feeling good. Look, the type of shirts that the bartenders would wear in the um Golden Girls episodes. Uh, again, it's two levels. The first level, they got the kitchen. It's an exact replica of their 1980s kitchen. It's so retro. You got the big brown refrigerator with the big double wide doors in the deep freezer. You got the girl's picture taped to the refrigerator. Look, the yellow rotary phone. Well, not the rotary phone, but you know the old school landline phone hanging on the, on the wall. The old school stove, the electric stove. Oh, it's just so wonderful. Then when you go up to the second level, they have the lanai. Remember when the girls used to say, come on, girls, we're going to have cheesecake out on the lanai. When I was a little girl, I just, I had never heard the word lanai in my life until Golden Girls. And I saw what it was and I thought that was so dope. It was like, oh my God, one day I need to have a house look, forget just a, a back porch. I want a lanai. So the lanai is just their backyard area, just like the porch area with the fancy chairs and the hanging plants that they would sit and eat and, and just talk and just have a good time at and um oh my god the bedroom tasters they actually have the bedroom again a complete replica remember all of that gaudy furniture the the comforter set with the big leaves and the palm trees everywhere beautiful beautiful and the staff there is amazing the bartenders were wonderful we turned up and just to let you know if you are going to go to the golden girls experience it's right at the South Street Seaport, at the entrance of the South Street Seaport. And you have to, when you order your tickets online, they're going to ask you to make your food selections in advance. So, um, and they serve the things that Golden Girls would make, like lasagna. They had like different like sandwiches, appetizers, salads, finger foods. And when you get there, oh, there's a cocktail menu that is not included that, um, yeah, the bartenders, they really um, in there turning up. They shaking it up. And speaking of bartenders, shout out to the bartender that um, was at the Rusty Anchor with us. He was so cool. He was even talking about what type of 
experience he would like to see, like a pop-up experience. So he said Family Matters. Just talking about all your favorite sitcoms. And me and Lachey was like, mm, Family Matters? I don't really see that. You know what we said? Well, what I said, and she agreed. I said, you know what? I'll fuck with a Sampin' and Son pop-up experience. Tastes, wouldn't you? Can you imagine? Look, a whole replica of the Sampin' and Son house, that living room, that old-ass kitchen. Look, a soul food menu. You know, drinking, look, cocktails made with Ripple and Mad Dog 2020 and Wild Irish Rose. <laughs> I think that'll be a real good time. So, anyway, that was the Golden Girls experience. If you're looking for something to get into, and it's a nice um, it's a date night idea, a friend, definitely a night for friends. Like we didn't get all dressed up like old ladies, but they said the first week that they opened because they've only been open for the last few weeks. Uh, the bartender was telling us that people really showed up in groups dressed up like old ladies and you can go online and look up the footage. So just type golden girls kitchen on Instagram and it'll show up. You'll see all the videos. And it was such a good time, such a good time. Well, anyway, what brings us to the table today? Oh, before we get um directly to the main course, let me shout out some of my most dedicated listeners. I appreciate, like, I appreciate all of my tasters, all of my listeners. But um, going into the new year, I want to talk about these listeners. These are the people where if I do not upload an episode, they're going to get me. They're going to say, um... Stella Belafonte, what happened? Where did you go? Are you okay? Did something go on? So let's shout out in no particular order. Look, just in love and love because I love you all. <laughs> my, my favorite down south cousin, Glenn PJ. My boy, Sir Trev. Stephanie of Stephanie's Groove. Hey, Stephanie. Queen Sheeta. Lachey. Trilly Trills. Your friend, co-worker, and technician. My girl, Shaquine. Nella. And also to Keith, those are my most dedicated listeners. They listen faithfully every week. They really hit my emails with suggestions and questions. And honorable mention to my girl, my Roly Kitty, my friend since junior high school, the mother of my one and only gorgeous goddaughter. Kitty told me that she's been listening and she loves it. And she said that the only issue that she has with my show is that it's not long enough. And that actually made me feel pretty good. Tasters, I may have mentioned this before. The reason why I shortchange you because I've been told. Oh, and shout out to my girl, Aisha. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Aisha. She had mentioned this before, too. She said the words shortchange. She feels shortchanged after my episodes. She wants them to be longer. So let me explain. The reason why my episodes are pretty short is because, again, for the most part, this is a solo podcast. So I want to give you tasty topics and have fun because look, I know I'm engaging. I know I'm entertaining, but I feel like a DJ sometimes is not playing any songs. I do. I feel like one of those back in the days DJs to all of my New Yorkers who grew up listening to BLS and Kiss FM. I feel like I'm just talking a lot of times and that people are waiting to hear a tune and I don't have a record to play afterwards. I feel like it may become like a monologue, but if you all don't mind and you really want me to keep it going and do it longer, I definitely can because I got a lot to talk about and I love it. I look forward to uploading topics for you all because I look forward to the feedback. So, you know, this will not be a short stay. We are going to get into some things. 
So again, this is an episode about the holidays. And speaking of the holidays, oh, holla at all of the beautiful black Christmas movies. I don't know how that became our genre and our thing, but we got the black Christmas movie industry on lock. And it's just such a wonderful thing every year seeing these Christmas movies with all of these beautiful black friends and relatives on these movies, living in these gorgeous homes and dressed so nicely and going through all of their dramatic life changes and all around the holidays and everything solved by Christmas morning. Don't you just love it? How all of the black Christmas movies wrap it up. And, um, Speaking of that, if you want to laugh your ass off, go online and look up Saturday Night Live old episodes. Look up, you can probably type keywords like Black Christmas Parody and it'll show up. There was a episode of Saturday Night Live that actually mocked in the best way all of the Black Christmas movies tasters when I tell you freaking hilarious I'm talking about like just reenacting all the shit that we do in our Christmas movies they even had a um scene with a bunch of white ladies sitting around it was like featuring they had the voice it was like a black Christmas movie no a Christmas movie that white people can enjoy featuring white women snapping peas and you really just seen white women sitting at the kitchen table snapping peas and going like mm child mm, 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 mm. then they showed the scene of a white choir in a church just blowing when I tell you hilarious and I gotta give this away just know that there's a white Medea type character at the end of this freaking um skit funny funny shit but yeah shout out to all of the black Christmas movies and um I got one that I fell in love with this year it's called, if you haven't seen it, you can probably go back to BET Plus, depending on who your cable provider is or what you got going with your fire stick. There was a black Christmas movie called Christmas with My Ex. How many of my tasters saw that? Christmas with My Ex had a lot of stuff going on for the holidays. When I tell you, they posed some really, really deep questions and the subject matter was like whoop first of all just like the title says it was about spending christmas with people that you are no longer with especially you know basically for the sake of the children that's what it was about like you know taste to say you break up with your baby daddy but your, your your baby is still not over it so you and the kid go and spend christmas with your ex and his new wife or his new girlfriend could you all do that tasters have you all done that I don't think I've ever done that. I have been with men where they had ex-wives and girlfriends that were very nice that I got along with. But I've never been in a situation where I was actually sitting in the same household or on an overnight with, you know, a family, anything with my man and any of his exes. I don't know if I'm bold enough or mature enough. Look, I feel like that takes a certain level of maturity to accept. Oh, and there was another element in Christmas with my ex that ran really deep. There was a portion of the film that exposed that one of the members of this beautiful black family had divorced her husband 
her terrible piece of shit husband. And you know what that husband did? He married her sister. Her blood, full blood sister. Same mama, same daddy. And the sister showed up to Christmas pregnant with this terrible man's baby and here's the rub not only did homegirl marry her sister's ex-husband and get knocked up by him the marriage turned out to be a piece of shit so how do you grapple with that forgiving your sister for marrying your no good ex-husband getting pregnant by him and then at the same time feeling sorry for her because he's an even worse piece of shit to her than he was to you which is why you divorced him at all in the first place. Tasters, how many of you all are mature enough to accept that? Let me tell you something on this Tasty Tuesday. I ain't doing it. I'm really, one. when I tell you I am one of the least forgiving people that I know, I've been told that I don't take pride in it, but I don't find any shame in it. I'm not ashamed of the fact that I am not... Um, Forgiving, especially a shit like that. What about you, Tasters? Could you forgive your brother or sister for marrying your spouse after you divorced them? And then actually starting a family with them? Would you forgive? How do you move on from some shit like that? I don't know. And also, Tasters, I got into the best man final chapters. I feel like I'm so late. It dropped about a week ago, but I know people that finished watching it in a night. So it was done in eight episodes and I killed it in about two days. Let's just say that the best man final chapters, it's a lot to unpack with that uh, series too. And let me rewind. I got a confession to make. I didn't see Best Man Holidays. I didn't. But you don't need to have seen Best Man Holidays in order to understand what's happening in this Best Man Final Chapter series. You definitely need to have seen the very first one, the original from, gosh, that definitely was about 2000. Let me tell you how I know. The Best Man, the original part one, that was the very first movie that I had ever seen on my own. It was the first time I'd ever been to the movies by myself. I caught a matinee. I was in the city at Union Square. I had some business to take care of. And as I was very young. Look, taking care business. And I was about 23, 22 years old. And the best man was playing. And I was telling my friend, um, I know, I think I was telling my cousin, I said, yeah, the movies was wide open. It was a matinee. And look, wasn't no, nobody going to see no black Christmas movie, especially not in Union Square at that time. And not at that hour. So I went to the movies alone for the first time in life. And I had the whole theater to myself. Ooh, tastes when I tell you. I felt like a queen. But back to Best Man uh, final chapter. So any of you who are all familiar with the characters, you know you got Morris Chestnut, Nia Long, Sanaa Lathan, and it's just a whole lot of shaking going on in this motherfucker in eight episodes. I'm talking about um, swapping lovers, swapping out lovers, wedding crashing, your ex or soon-to-be ex's new marriage. They... Just with so many elements, they got, they touched on the, the LGBTQ issue, um, you know, with children coming out. Yeah, th these are semi-spoilers. I'm not giving away everything, but I'm going to tell you a lot that's going on. Because it was a lot going on. Um, The Me Too movement. It was just a lot of shit. Look, Black Lives Matter. There was not a element of life and black life that 
they did not try to touch on in these eight episodes of this show. And like I said, it was a whole lot of um shaking going on, especially when it comes to like trading lovers and exes and pass around. You want to talk about pass around. Woo! That's a word that gets used very loosely, but it's a lot of pass around shit happening in the best man final chapters. I'm going to leave it at that. And you know what? I did my math. Well, I didn't just do math. I did my Google. I had to look up some of these actors and actresses, like, well, all of the main characters. And I said, you know what? They need to get their shit together, best man um, players, because ain't none of these motherfuckers. Um, under 50 years old. It's probably like one person in the main cast who was just barely under 50. Everybody else is 50 and better. And they still out here playing high school games. But you know what? I can appreciate that about the best man because it shows you that wisdom does not always come with age. And that was another key element of the series too that I liked. That it shows you that no matter how old you get, how much money you make, how you can still feel so unaccomplished or like there's still so much more left to do in this lifetime. So if you didn't get into the best man final chapters, it's on Peacock Network. If you don't have Peacock, I don't know how you would watch it, but get into it because it was it was good stuff. Like, you know, if they ask on a scale of one to ten, I would rate it, rate it about a strong six point five. You know, like I said, I think at one point it was just like doing too much. In eight episodes, it was like one or two things. Like I didn't, the Black Lives Matter thing, they kind of turned it into comedy. Like it was a moment. It was like, oh, uh, they could have left that out. And you could say what you want about me. I just feel like the whole coming out the closet and all of this, a lot of it is just so forced. Like, let's just leave that alone. Like, just let that community just have their, their, their thing and that's not going on in everybody's life and everybody's household. But I guess, you know, the director of The Best Man final chapters felt like it's going on in enough households where it needed to be addressed in um, one of these, uh, you know, a few of these episodes of this series. And it's like, ah, uh, but otherwise it was pretty good. So get into it. So hollering again about Christmas. Oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I feel so unworthy. I had a beautiful Christmas with my family. Shout out to my cousin, Silky Slim, my auntie, Fabulous. Oh, and to my girl at Tinker Butters Bakery. I had such a good time. So initially, we were going to all have dinner, me and my family, at the Brooklyn Chop House in the city. And we didn't. We decided to stay in. And I'm glad, oh, we ate good. We drank so much wine. I really turned into a wine drinker. I'm so proud of myself because, you know, for a long time, all I knew about alcohol, wine and spirits was the hard part. You know, your, your, your vodka and, and your cognac and your rums. But when you get into wine, it just makes you feel so good and grown. And I felt really good and grown this Christmas. So what we were drinking on, we um there was a brand of Sauvignon Blanc called Matua. Me and my cousin Silky damn near finished the bottle by ourselves. And then me and my aunt together killed a bottle of Chandon. So I went from still wine to bubbly and it was beautiful. And when I, the reason why I said I'm not worthy, honestly, tasters, we spoke about this in my last episode. My mind was somewhere else. I wasn't really thinking on the holidays. The holidays, I didn't have a real spirit. 
I, that's why I did a blah humbug. It's like Christmas was kind of hanging over my head like a dark cloud and spending time like I did with my family. It was just so wonderful. And all that dark cloud disappeared. We ate good. We drank. Oh, we caught up on this African series called Blood Sister. If you all, any of my tastes in the Af African series, it's on Netflix. It's called Blood Sister. And blood sisters, and when I tell you fun, 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 oh my God, just so much drama and intrigue and African mess. What they say, wahala. Oh, a bunch of shit going on. Oh, it's good, good, good. I ain't going to give away no spoilers. Just know that um, it, it, it's a lot of wild shit going on in this series. I was told that the, I'm just still into season one. I've seen like the first two episodes but there's a season two coming up so and oh yeah shout out to all those african series there's another one on amazon prime called riches i just love seeing all of these gorgeous wealthy actors and actresses portraying wealthy africans because the imagery that we grew up with when i say we all of the generation x the the 70s and 80s babies we were given some really terrible imagery of Africa as a whole. And I have a terrible confession to make. I'm 100% American. That's not my terrible confession. But outside of my DNA, I knew nothing of any foreign land, especially Africa. And for a long time as a young girl, especially in elementary school, you know, when you read your history books, they just threw slavery at us. The first pictures that we ever saw of blacks in history books they talked about the slave trade and they would always show those awful pictures of African people chained up in slave ships. And yet these were in elementary school history books. I remember these pictures. And my awful confession is that because of the imagery we were shown, let's not talk about the hungry children commercials because there was a real big famine going on in the early 80s in a portion of Africa. The name has changed. It was close. It was like Ethiopia and a portion very close to Ethiopia and Eritrea. Look, I do know my nations. It was called Biafra. And it was, um, they were going through a terrible famine. And this is the imagery they would show of children. Oh, just the thought of it makes me sad. The only images that we got of Africa were of children like dying, like literally just starving and dying. And they would run these commercials and these telethons, like real telethons feed the hungry children. And that's what, that was my image of Africa. Everybody was hungry. It's something that they would say when you didn't finish your food. Like I heard that white people would tell their kids, you better eat all your food. You got children starving in China. Well, I think in my household, we heard China once or twice, but we always heard you better eat your food and appreciate it because it's kids starving in Africa. And that was my idea of Africa, starving children and people dying in desert and, and, and hard luck and hard life and slave ships. When I was a little girl in elementary school, I thought that Africa was a slave port. I thought that Africa was a place that they went to get slaves to bring here. And that's how we got here. And that's all I knew of Africa. Like we read about Egypt here and there in the Bible, especially. Oh, shout out to my Jehovah Witnesses for my first books of Bible stories. Now, those were some beautiful books. And the only good that I ever heard about Africa was Egypt. But even then, I didn't associate 
Africa and Egypt. I didn't even know that Egypt was a part of Africa. So yeah, that was my imagery. And um, how did I get here? <laughs> Look, I just started going on and on about Africa. Oh, because we were talking about what well, I was talking about the African series. So yeah, Africa is not a slave port. It is not just a place of famine. Africa is a beautiful continent made up of several hundred countries. And I was fortunate enough, um, shout out to the travel group Haitian Nomad, fortunate enough to experience Africa in real life, real time. I have touched down in the motherland and I do feel I, I felt like I wasn't even worthy of that experience. I went to Zanzibar, Tanzania, and to Nairobi, Kenya. I experienced the safari, African nightlife, African beaches, the, the Muslim culture, the food, the weather, just being there. So if you haven't gotten some Africa in you, you need to. What they say, Africa me, please. But it's definitely a beautiful place. You need to visit at least once in your lifetime. And again, I love the African series. And shout out again to my girl, Portia. Portia, currently Guabadia from Real Housewives of Atlanta fame, who had the most beautiful, lavish African wedding that American eyes have ever seen. So anyway, that's it about Africa. But back to my family, I really enjoyed myself with them. And shout out to my cousin Silky's girlfriend who runs a bakery and body products company called Tinka Butters Bakery. Go on Instagram, type T-I-N-K-B-U-T-T-A-H-S underscore bakery. Tinker Butters Bakery. Just start type, typing Tinker Butters and it'll show up. Let me tell you about Miss Tinker Butters Bakery. She bought us, look, she came bearing gifts, honey. So um, she made cupcakes. She made a strawberry lime, which I didn't try. And also a pina colada cupcake. When I tell you so moist and delicious and they weren't too sweet. And you know, you got people that say that like, oh no, what too sweet and what too sweet. And then you eat one of the cupcakes and your teeth damn near fall out. Not from Tinker Butter's Bakery. And she makes body scrub. She made us each a jar of body scrub that I can't wait to get into. I'm not even trying to open it until I got another day off. See, that's the things I like to do. On my days off, I love to luxuriate in like body scrubs and hot bubble baths and with my candles burning, have a glass of wine and champagne afterwards. So shout her out, look her up if you want good skin products and delicious bakery items. That is Tinker Butters Bakery. And um, because my girls made me feel so much more um, worthy than I thought I was with all of the gifts and all of the things they did, I have promised that I am going to treat them to a Galentine's Day experience this year. Any of you girls celebrate Galentine's, my, my lady tasters or, or my other tasters who are, you know, considered ladies? Do you enjoy that? I think I did that one year. Me, my cousin Silky, and my girlfriend, who's no longer my friend. We'll talk about that in another episode. You know how you just lose friendships as you get older. Um, We went and saw that movie with Issa Rae. Oh, that, that, that shit was so terrible. It was a movie from a few years ago, and we were so excited. We wanted it to be good, and it wasn't good. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> Some movie with Issa Rae and... um. The cat from the Atlantis series, and we wanted it to be good, but ooh, 
it was just dry. But yeah, that was our Galentine's. That was fun. Yeah, so um, I think we got some food too. Did we? If we didn't sit down to dinner, we went and got some food, and it was just a nice day. But this year, I really want to do it. I want to get dressed. I want to get cute, and I want us girls. I even picked out the restaurant. I don't want to say it because to you know the, my girls that's listening that I'm treating the Galentine's. Oh, they're gonna like this place. I done already secured the reservation. It's one of these modern restaurants that have all of that, you know, all of the decoration and the atmosphere. And they got those drinks that shape like different objects. Oh, I can't wait. There's some drink that I saw online when I was watching the video that shaped like a, a bathtub with a little rubber ducky in it. Oh, I can't wait to experience that. So, um, again, I've shouted out all of my, my dedicated tasters and I spoke about I called him out by name, so we're going to go back to one of the names. My boy, Sir Trev, he suggested that I do a wrap it up, that I wrap up my 2022 and talk about that. And you know, I hadn't thought about that, but you know what? I feel like everybody does a 2022 wrap it up because I can't say that anything major happened. Well, one thing I'm grateful for, COVID, you know what? I did. Oh my God. I did catch COVID this year. Jesus Christ. I was going to say it wasn't as bad. No, it definitely was. Now that I think about it, I think I had, did I catch three rounds of COVID? Two, two. I suffered with the Omicron this time last year. That was a variant of COVID. And then I caught the COVID-19 like this year in the summertime. So I was going to say, thank God the COVID wasn't as bad. Well, you know what? There weren't as many deaths. It wasn't on the news every five minutes like it was in 2020 when they first um, ambushed us with this scamdemic. So um, what else? You know, I suffered some losses in my personal life, you know, lost one or two people that I was very close to, very fond of, that I considered family. And, um, you know, my, my year was my year. I went to Jamaica for my birthday. Me and Lachey, hey, Lachey, had a good time. But as far as a wrap it up, mm-mm, we ain't going to do that. What we're going to talk about this year, and shout out to my favorite down south cousin, Glenn PJ, for giving me the idea. She shared a post to me that I found so hilarious. Things that we are not taking in the 2023 with us. Well, actually... The post was men that we are not taking into 2023 with us. So I'm going to read you that list since I was told that my podcast is not long enough. And I'm, and we, we, I'm going to read every last one because I thought it was so funny. And instead of getting into a wrap it up, you know what we're going to talk about? Things that I'm not taking into 2023. Things that I feel that none of us should take into 2023. So get ready for that, tasters, and I'm going to take a short pause for the cause, and I'll get right back to you, but I am enjoying myself with this holiday episode of Tasty Top Picks, and I hope you are too. Thank you for joining me at my table. Hey, hey, tasters, welcome back to my table. After that short pause, you know, I'm human. Sometimes I, I need a snack and um, I was starting to get a little hungry. And I was wondering about that. You know, I talk about food a lot, but I don't want to start eating while I'm doing the tasty topics. I may have done that once or twice, but 
I feel like that's kind of, unless you really into the ASMR and sounds of people chewing and smacking. And listen, I go in, you know, I, I had one of my peoples tell me like, girl, she was something you eat with all sitting in your fingers. I absolutely do because I enjoy my food. But I always tell her I use all 10 of my fingers when I eat. And that ain't never stopped me from getting invited to any of the best tables. <laughs> so anyway, while I was on my pause... I'd actually stopped and watched the news for a little bit. And as this is posted, today is day two, the second day of Kwanzaa. And the second principle is self-determination pronounced. I don't really know. This black news person who definitely wasn't a Kwanzaa kid said she tried to read it on a local news station, New York news station. And she said, uh, today we are celebrating the second principle of Kwanzaa. Uh, and let, let, I don't want to mess this up. Coochie <laughs> I couldn't even laugh because I have heard that word mispronounced on so many different occasions. Just to let you know, Kwanzaa, um, the language is Swahili, which is an East African language that I learned about. Well, I've always heard the word Swahili, but it took me to go to Africa where they actually speak Swahili in uh, Zanzibar to find out what Swahili was. And it's an, like a blend, an amalgamation. Ooh, that's a nice word. Ooh, amalgamation. That sexy word. Like a, just an amalgamation of different tribal languages. So anyway, this lady called the Kujikagulia, and she was afraid to fuck it up. I've even heard it pronounced I years ago. I had a homegirl... Well, actually, she was a friend who's no longer a friend. Yeah, I go through that a lot. I'm starting to really not give a fuck. She had a sibling who was married to a young man whose family was one of those Kwanzaa families. And they named him after the second principal. And they pronounced it Kujishigulia. So I really, you know what? Let's, that's a debate. You know what they always say in these um overly done black posts? Let's argue. How do you all pronounce that? To my Kwanzaa kids. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, can you hear me? Tasters, I don't know what's going on, but the podcast platform that I use to upload is starting to make life real difficult for me. And I got chopped in the middle of recording. I'm not going to complain. Like I said, I'm going to do my research. I'm going to ask questions and find out who is better than Anchor FM. To anybody I know who's considering a podcast, again, Anchor is free, but Anchor going to give you some um some some trouble. So anyway, that was that about Kwanzaa. Maybe my device didn't want to hear me speaking about Kwanzaa anymore. So I'm going to jump right into what I was speaking about, the things that we are not going to be taking into 2023. Oh, speaking of, before I get into that, I do want to say honorable mention. Yes, I am going back, backwards at the table. I want to talk once again about the best man final chapters. One thing that they did that I love was the casting. Praises and kudos to the casting directors, whoever was in charge of casting for this film, for actually casting children that look like they could have been birthed by the characters that played their parents. And I think we all know what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'll explain. Um, Dog-skinned people in this 
series have brown to dark skin children, no racially ambiguous babies, no Lisa Bonets. I always thought that was real crazy. Remember on the Cosby show? Come on, even as a kid, didn't you, my older tastes, didn't you question where Cliff and Claire got um Sandra and Denise from. If you didn't, you should have. Because I don't care how many things, how many times people say, well, black people come in all different colors and we can make babies all different complexions. Yeah, it happens, but uh, yeah, not to that extent. Bill Cosby and Felicia Rashad ain't making no Sandra and Denise. That is highly, super unlikely. It's so unlikely that, look, at, and people will say, well, look at Felicia Rashad. Yeah, look at her home daughter don't even look like a Sandra or a Denise. Well, anyway, again, like I said, shout out to the casting directors for casting children that looked like they could actually belong to the players that were selected to be their parents in the series. So anyway, I'm going to jump right into this list that I thought was so cute. Again, shout out to my cousin Glam PJ for sending me this list of things, not even things, the men to leave in 2022. She goes, let's keep it going. Number one, men with no PCP. <laughs> you don't know, that's a primary care physician. Number two, all light-skinned men. Um, do your thing. I'm not color-struck. Uh, look, I just mentioned color, but when it comes to men and um, who you date, it's okay to have preferences. Uh, apparently, Miss Thing has a thing with the light-skins. Uh, I can dig it, but that's her number two. Number three, men who smoke hookah. You know what's funny, Tasters? I never knew that that was a problem, smoking hookah. I remember um, during the pandemic, I was dealing with a very sexy truck driver. Ooh, I'm going to talk about him. Yeah, he deserves his own tasty day. And he and I, we would go out and get food and come back in the house and blow my hookah down together. I thought that was sexy. Well, apparently, grown men smoking hookah it's some sissy shit. I wasn't aware, but okay. Number four, men that wear hoops and dangly earrings. Love that because I can't stand men when hanging earrings. Especially those little crucifix earrings. That always just bugged the fuck out of me for some reason. Number five, cheap men. <laughs> that goes without saying. No need for explanation or going over. Number six, men that lie for no reason. Number seven, men who still wear Air Force Ones. Then she said, number eight, podcasts and passport bros. I don't know how she tied the two together, but the podcast, I thought it was funny. And I get it. It's a lot of men that's out here just um blowing in the mics and, and it's all hot air. I, I definitely get it. Now, the passport bros, I don't know if I agree with, with that. I love that. I think we need to leave behind men the the no passport bros. I know I'm at an age when I meet grown men who don't have a passport and they don't have any real specific reason. I'm talking about good reason. Sometimes shit happens where you can't get a passport right away. But if you are in a position where you just can't get a passport at all, yeah, you definitely need to be left in um 2022. You need to be left in 1992. Number nine, men that call women big money. Hate it. It's disgusting because we all know what the fuck that's about. Hey, big money. I remember the first time I heard a man say something like that. This was years ago, and I didn't take it as a compliment. It just sounded sleazy to me. Calling me big money sounds as disgusting as referring to me as a bitch. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't like that. Because that, that sounds like, hey, broke motherfucker. Number 10, men that can't dress but want to be with bad bitches. 
It's a lot of that going around. I mean, that's just as much as unattractive men, you know, overweight, unshaven, talking about um how picky they are when it comes to women. So, yeah, leave them motherfuckers behind in 2022. Number 11, all church musicians, singers, and choir directors, if you know, you know. Now, I don't know nothing about that. Honestly, that's definitely not a um a, a New York thing. That How many of my New York City tasters are involved with church musicians and the like? Not many. I don't, I don't even know too many people that go to church on Sunday here. So I'm thinking this sister's speaking from a very um Southern place, but it's cute. Number 12, men that use Snapchat filters. I really didn't know that that was a thing with grown adult men. Why are we using filters? I just saw something the other day with a celebrity, I forget his name, who's kind of like taking a plunge psychologically. And everybody, instead of focusing on this crazy shit that he was saying, was talking about the Snapchat filter that he was using. And I thought that was so funny. I didn't know that grown men did that. He's super grown. Uh, number 13, men who don't wear cologne. She's leaving them behind in 2022. I agree. And I'm going to add to that. Men that wear cheap or old school cologne. Like, I don't want a man smelling like Axe, Body Spray, or Brute and Old Spice. None of that shit. You better step your, um, your, your, your cologne game up. Like, I'm going to brag about the Batman in my life. All of his colognes are top shelf. Okay? We talking about Bond number 9, YSL. Tom Ford. Yeah, get the goods. Get the goods. Like I said, I don't want no man smelling like cool water from um 97. Jailbirds. Uh, do we need to talk about that? How old are we? Men that drink caramel frappe. Men, y'all drinking caramel frappes? And she spelled it caramel. That's why I'm pronouncing it caramel. She left the A out, but it's caramel. If you're drinking caramel frappes, I mean, I guess that's your business. I know I have an issue with men that order drinks in restaurants or at bars. Like if you're on a date with an adult, sexy, grown man and he orders like, I don't know, fuck a caramel frappe. I don't want a man sitting and drinking on a big giant pina colada with the pineapple and the cherry and slurping it up with a straw. <laughs> I guess that's that's my ick. Number 16, men whose cars are always in the shop. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's definitely a problem. Because if your car is always in the shop, you need a new one. And if you can't afford a new one, then chances are you can't afford me. Number 17, men that are roommates with their baby mamas. I'm not dealing with grown men who have roommates, period. Unless you're living in some type of mansion with a family member or some really huge home situation, what do we have roommates for? And as far as baby mamas, yeah, ladies, leave that in 2022. Leave that in 2002, believing men who say that they still live with their baby mama, but it's for the kid. Yeah. Number 18, men that say, can I just eat it, but never even met you? Yeah, see, that's silly, like, um, Instagram DM shit. You're going to get a lot of, um, creeps and shit online, but definitely leave those behind. If you really entertain DMs and inboxes like that, shame on you, sis. Shame on you. Number 19, men that make TikToks dancing all day. So I also take that the young lady that made this list is fairly young. Cause I just, please, I, I just can't picture grown Again, grown men of a certain age doing any of these things. Filters, TikToks, no. 
Number 20, men who don't take care of their kids but be ready and willing to play stepdaddy. Listen, to all my tasters, my women who are single mothers and experiencing that, I pray for you all because I've been hearing about that for a very long time. I've witnessed it. I don't know where these men get it from. How the fuck do you not take care of children that you created but can step outside and take care of another woman's children? What is that about? Like, I would love to know. I've never heard a man be honest and admit that he does that. And plenty of them do it. That's something to touch on. I would love to sit down for a tasty topic with a man who has abandoned his family to take care of some other woman's children. Number 21, yo baby daddy. I mean, if you have a baby daddy who's a problem, definitely leave him behind in 2022. Number 22, Men, they say they are single, but don't answer the phone at night. Again, tasters, we ain't falling for the fuck shit in 2023. I dealt with that a long time ago. I was dating an asshole that I spoke about on Views of an Ex. I call him Astroland. He would do that to me, and I didn't know that, again, that it was a thing. It was a long time ago. We're talking about maybe about 2000 and. Eight when I first started dating him and I would call him and he wouldn't answer. He would reply in text and it was always after 9 p.m. that he was replying in the text. And it took me, you know, a while to figure out he was doing that because he was cheating on me. He was fucking at that point. He was still living at home and fucking with his baby mother. But that's another story. But yeah, leave behind niggas that can't um, that say they single but don't answer their phone after this or now. I like that. Number 23, men who text you grand rising queen. Yeah, most men that talk that, that's that hotep shit. All that grand rising and queen. Those are the same motherfuckers that'll tell you you beautiful but natural. You don't need all that fake hair and makeup and eyelashes. Yeah, because usually men like that don't want to spend no money. And they're afraid that if you like spending money on yourself that you're going to start requiring things that you can't afford. And you shouldn't be dating niggas like that anyway. Number 24, Men who you've been dating for more than five years but still ain't married have an issue with that. She can leave that behind in 2022 if she wants to, but I honestly feel like that's nobody's business. And we'll talk about that when I get to my list. Number 25, men who don't date black women. Strong, strong black fist on that one. I experienced that too. and went on a date with the finest motherfucker about Four years ago, ooh, this man was beautiful, built like a football player, golden, honey brown skin, nice thick eyebrows, just beautiful, just gorgeous. And um, he kept talking about a type. While we were having dinner, he was so beautiful that even the waitresses couldn't help themselves. They would like walk past and compliment, try to compliment us like, oh, y'all look so nice together. But really looking at him and like, oh, my God, like your smile. I I had a waitress standing out face telling him how beautiful his smile was. But anyway, as we were on our date, we were talking about what type of people we were into. And he kept saying specifically, he wants a type. He was like, I like you because you you kind of like, you're like the type that I think I want to be with. I'm like, you think you want to be with? He said, since I was a, a little boy, I had a type. Like, I wanted a like a Gina from Martin. I'm like, what is he talking about my head? He's talking about I got a wide mouth, big lips. Oh, God. So anyway, as he went on, he mentioned that he was raised by a foster family. You know, his mother had a habit. And he was raised on Long Island and his foster parents were white and he went to a white school. And then as we spoke, 
He had two children by a white woman. And I had to come out and ask him, um, have you ever dated a black woman before? This was a 100% beautiful black man. And he kind of looked down and then he had a smirk on his face. And it was like, uh, no. Yeah, that was it. Leave motherfuckers like that behind in 2022. Also, I would say men that don't date black women for those reasons because they've never dated black women and because they actually specifically don't like black women. I have a problem with any man who doesn't like his own race of women. I told a friend that years ago, beware of men. I don't care whether they're black. I don't care if they're Asian, if they're Spanish. A man that can sit in your face and just tell you, I don't like my own women. Something strange about that to me. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, but I, I went on too long about that one. So number 26, men, yeah, this young lady is, is, is pretty young. Men who are 28 plus and still underground rappers. I mean, yeah, that needs no explanation. Number 27, that lady husband, hilarious. Let me tell you something, tasters. Leave married men alone. Just for the sanctity of marriage. Just for the sacredness and for the fact that most women are fucked the bullshit. That ain't even why I feel like most women should leave married men alone. I feel like this. If the two parties are consenting and y'all can sneak and geek and, and do your thing and nobody gets hurt, that's your business. I feel like women need to leave that lady husband behind in 2022 because most women can't handle it. We all know women that have dealt with married men. You know, I've had moments. We've all, not we've all, but a lot of us have done it. But I know a lot of us who have fucked it up. You know how many women claim they can handle being with somebody else's man? And what's the first thing they say out their mouth? Please, I know my place. I, I'm good. I, I ain't looking for nothing serious. Let him have his wife. And next thing you know, um, you done fell in love, tripped and slipped and fell on your face for this man. You're, you're breaking up homes. You're confronting the wife. You're trying to have showdowns and, 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 and want to set the bitch up and bust her car tires. It's not worth it. Like she said, leave that lady husband in 2022. And number 28, men that say... It's giving that part and says, I don't deal with men like that. Um, is that what's going on out here? I can't imagine me and my Batman having a conversation and him hitting me with sis. And yeah, that that's that's very strange. And finally, she goes, men that use Beijing. Oh, that hair dye. That's another thing that ain't really a New York thing. I've seen it once or twice, but that's very rare. That's definitely an out-of-town thing, especially Philly. Shout out to Philly. Remember back in the days, the men in Philadelphia was going crazy with the Beijing, with the dye. I'm talking about even dyeing their eyebrows. That definitely wasn't a thing that we were doing up here, but <laughs> it was cute. It was cute. That was her list. Now, that was her list regarding men. So let's talk about Stella Belafonte's list of things to leave in 2022, period, point blank. Just don't bring them into 2022. It ain't just men. And um, I've come up with a list of 10 things we're leaving behind. Well, I'm definitely leaving behind. And you should too. Number one, making excuses for mistreatment. Come on, tasters. When you make excuses for somebody's mistreatment, doesn't it make you feel bad? Whether it's from a man, a family member, a co-worker, well, they don't really mean it. And 
I know that, you know, I, I just need to be the better person. Or some people just have their ways. Fuck that shit. What anybody does, it shouldn't make you feel bad. And if you feel bad after they do it to you, you need to leave that shit behind. Number two, dating blindly. Yeah, like I said, dating blindly. Open your eyes. Ask questions. I know I've gotten to an age where I shouldn't be getting no more bombs dropped on me. Even though I know people change. At my age, no matter what I go through with men, I don't ever want to be able to wake up as old as I am and go, oh my God, I didn't know he was married. I had no idea he had so many children, but I thought that his money was good. I could have sworn he lived alone. I thought he lived alone. I was listening to um the young lady, Hazel E from the Love and Hip Hop series. And I didn't know that Hazel E if you don't know about her, she had a lot of shit going on in the music world before she ended up on this show. I feel like Love & Hip Hop might have been the worst thing that happened to Hazel E. And she was speaking about the man that she got pregnant by and had his baby and actually married. There was so much that she didn't know about this man. She had a very candid interview online. She was saying um, she didn't know that whether or not he lived alone because she had never been to his home. Yeah, you're really dating blindly. How do you not know whether or not a person lives alone? So, yeah, we're leaving that. She, and she had a baby with this man and couldn't tell you what the inside of his house looked like or if he even had a house before he moved in on her. Yeah, no dating blindly. Number three, being afraid to say no. Just form the words, tasters. No. No, no. Sometimes you have to say no. Say no to certain events, outings, conversations, overtime. Sometimes you just can't. Or you don't want to. Hey, hey, tasters. I'm back now. If you heard me say damn it that was a very very real moment in podcast time I don't know what's going on with this app but it keeps shutting off in the middle of my recording and it's okay I will not be broken I will not be broken but I'm gonna try to speed it up because I'm still gonna finish my list so I left you off at number three being afraid to say no did you hear me damn it because I don't know what's going on I don't like it like I said I'm not gonna let this anchor FM Look, it's not going to break my soul. You're going to fuck with me. I got too many listeners, too many tasters that look forward to Tuesday so they can hear my voice and I promise content weekly. And again, that's what you're going to get. So we were talking about the list of things that I will not be taking in the 2022, 2023. Let me slow down. And as a suggestion... I don't advise that you take these things with you either. So we left off at number three. Let's go to number four. The divide between black men and women. Yeah, you know what that's about. Let's make love, not war. I'm talking about, you know, what black women don't like and what they're always complaining about and pointing out all our flaws. You know, black women, like, just stop putting black men out on the forefront in media, you know, with all of their flaws. I just feel like we... As blacks, period, air too much of our dirty laundry. Instead of resolving our issues within, 
We put everything out for the world to see. And we just look like like idiots just fighting in the street, like stray animals. And I, I don't like it. Like, can we just cancel that divide? Like Rodney King said all those years ago, can't we all just get along? Well, until then, number five, letting social media be your only source of news. That's very embarrassing. Let me tell you something, Tastes. I went on a double date overseas years ago. And the person, the homegirl that I was with at the time, my friend, a friend who's no longer a friend, she didn't even know how to have a conversation with, okay, I was with one gentleman that we had met. We were having such a nice time. We were having breakfast. And he had connected her with his friend, good-looking friend. And all that she could talk about was like, Shit that was happening that you would read on your IG timeline. Not saying that we want to have any real political conversations, but these men were fly ass dudes in the military. Um, they were I think the dude I was sitting down with might have been a captain. Like they really had stripes. And you know, they just wanted to enjoy some real grown, sexy conversation. She just didn't have anything to talk about. Then it got real embarrassing. She started quoting things and using the quotes that you see in posts and memes as if they were her own words. And they were looking at her like, mm, oh, okay. Okay, now. Okay. Uh, but that, yeah, let, let, let's watch some real news. Even if it's just 15, 20 minutes a day, put on CNN, put on your local news channel, Fox News, anything. But IG. And YouTube, if that's your only news source, or if you are on YouTube, start downloading sites like Al Jazeera. Know what's going on in the world because you don't want to be sitting in the house when all this shit blows up and you worried about what the fuck some bitch is doing um, regarding her BBL and, you know, her botched body. Yeah, let's get some real news going. So leave that in 2022. Only being on social media and not knowing anything that's going on in the world. Just, you know, for frivolous shit. Number seven, taking advice from so-called celebrities, rappers, actors, athletes. You got to remember, these people are still human. And a lot of them ain't too sharp. So we have a bad habit, my people, I know for sure, of thinking that because a person has money, that that makes them intelligent and wise. And we know that um, money does not equal wisdom. And if you don't know that, you need to know that. You may have been wise enough to make money, but that doesn't make you wise enough to advise me or anything. Listen to the people and think about some of the people this year that was giving out advice. Let's just think about some of the entertainers that were trying to give strong, solid advice as far as dating, marriages, procreation. I don't even have to name names, especially if you on social media all day. You know the people that I'm talking about. Stop listening to these motherfuckers. Listen to me. <laughs> I'm a real human person having a real human experience. I'm not wealthy. I'm not famous. But I'm going through real life, real shit. Relatable shit. We're taking advice from celebrities who... They've been famous for so long and have been wealthy for so long that how can you relate to the common person? And then you got people who... What about the new money celebs? You just started making money and just started getting out there and going places and you're giving people advice. Let's talk about this one young lady. I'm not going to say her name, but she's a rapper. She's giving all this relationship advice. And um, she was interviewing with someone from the UK. Just sit down interview about her recent success. And they were talking about foxes, the actual animal 
And her response was, they real? Those is real? Like she thought that a fox was something that existed only in storybooks. Come on, and she's giving out all this relationship advice? No, leave that shit behind in 2022. Number eight. Oh, no, no. I skipped one. Got to go backwards. I jumped to number seven before I hit you with six. I said I was going to talk about this. Stop worrying over women that don't have rings on. It's nobody's business. Let me tell you, some of the longest lasting, most healthy relationships are between couples who have been together so long that you wouldn't know whether or not they were married. I'm an old head. I know about Goldie Hawn. She's an actress. And her look, her man, Kurt Russell, they got children, been together for over 40 years. They don't, they're not married. I grew up with couples who were not married on paper and didn't have rings and it worked for them. And let me tell you something. Don't think that a ring is everything. I know women out here that get married, that have rings and marry a minute, don't have any money, don't have life insurance policies, ain't got good jobs, nothing. You can actually be in a committed relationship with a man and still do all the things on paper that to make sure that your ass is covered in the event of this man's death, in the event of this man's wealth, you get insurance policies. When you buy homes and things like that together, you sign contracts, there's paperwork. Don't just be out here. Just how can I say it? Judging women for not having rings on. It's a lot of miserably married women out here. So leave that bullshit in 2022. Stop judging women for not getting married or for having rings on and being, um, you know, long engagements. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of disagree with the long engagement because then I feel like the ring was just for show. It was just this big display. You know, you're putting on for the people. But if you had never intended to actually get married, then what was the proposal for? You know, and let's jump to number eight. This is really important to me. Let's stop making excuses for domestic violence. There's a lot of people out here, a lot of men, especially who will look at a woman who has been beaten, who has been shot, shot at, killed. Let's talk about in the wake of this whole debacle with the rapper Megan Thee Stallion and the rapper slash singer Tory Lanez, who was accused of shooting at her five times. Um, you know how many men made excuses? Well, you don't know what she did. It's two sides to every story. Let me tell you something. When you pull out a gun and you shoot at me, that's the only side. There are no two sides. I remember I was getting into a back and forth with a friend, a male friend of mine. And I'm very close to him. We had a very heated argument because we were just listening to some random domestic violence cases. You know, the, the the claim is, I think it is like every 40 minutes, a black woman is being killed. I don't know. Something really, or every four hours, it's something really crazy. And we were talking about that. There was this black man who went on a rampage and killed his Asian wife. And he did it on camera. And then he killed himself. You know what this nigga said to me? You don't know that you, may, you, know, you should stop playing with people's feelings. Stop playing with people's feelings. That's how he felt. That's disgusting. No excuses. Like, I don't care how angry you are at somebody. And the old saying is you can't tell somebody how mad to get. But I can tell you that I don't care how mad you get. You have no right in the world to raise your hand to that person in anger or to shoot in anger unless it's fair. If y'all shooting at each other, trying to stab each other up, or it's a fair fight, a brawl. But if there's someone who is deathly afraid and cowering because they don't know what you're about to do to them, 
what's about to happen to them. You're wrong for it. Leave that shit in 2022 and leave the excuses for it behind in 2022. Um, Number nine, let's stop surrounding ourselves with broke or broken people and then complaining about it. And this is especially to my women. You ever hear women saying, uh, a lot of women, they say this, I want to go places and do things, but my friends, they always broke. I'll be wanting to travel, but ain't nobody ever got money. Let me tell you something. That's a problem because there are a lot of people out here who are not broke and who do have money. Um, All of my friends are able to travel and and go nice places and do things. None of us are wealthy, but... um, I don't surround myself with people that can't go out to have a drink or a bite to eat, go catch a flick, have a ladies night. If you are surrounding yourself with people like that, the question that needs to be asked is why are you surrounded by those types of people and why are you at the center of it? What's going on with you? Because you do not have to only there's an age like we're not in high school. We're not in college. Why is everybody in your circle broke but you? Again, I'm going to talk about the young lady who was killed, Shanquella Robinson, who was killed on a vacation with her friends. Rest in peace to her. And a lot of people made the assumption that she was the only person in her circle that had money while everyone else was broke. You know, I question that. And if that is true, again, why are you surrounding yourself with people who just choose not to do anything with their lives, as far as their finances, where they either have to depend on you or just can't do anything because they're just broke. And when I say broken, because I feel like dead broke people are broken people. And that's when violence happens within friendships and relationships and people get angry and they're not happy and things fall apart. So yeah, leave that shit behind in this year. No surrounding yourself with broken, broken people. And finally, finally, number 10, Let's stop policing folks' sexual interests and what they're into, their fetishes, their freakishness. You know, calling people nasty, the looking down their nose. Oh, no, I would never. I could never. Well, that's your business, sis. And that's definitely your business, too, bro. And don't think, you know, just because some woman enjoys herself sexually, look, that she's the branch Devereaux of the bunch. You know, people been doing that for years. Like with as much as all of this shit in social media with people, you know, standing on their heads at the world's greatest cocksuckers and everybody fucks so good and got the best wop on the planet. There's still a lot of prudishness going on, a lot of judgment. And it needs to be left behind. And I'm also going to attach to that. Let's try. Let's go back to dating. Make it your business when you connect with people. Connect with somebody that satisfies you sexually. That's a real big deal. I feel like a whole lot of cheating and falling apart in relationship goes on because people are connecting with lovers that they are not sexually aligned with. Like I was watching um, somebody uploaded online the other day a old episode of one of those court shows what's the cute judge oh my god her name escapes me right now you know who I'm talking about the cute light-skinned judge with the little short haircut Lynn Judge Lynn Tola well her little cute ass she had a woman who was on there who was looking to divorce her husband because he was too big of a freak 
This lady says, I can't deal with it. He wants to bring food into the bedroom. She said, I wake up. This man is putting potato salad on my back, trying to eat it off me in the bed. She even said that one night she was laying asleep and she woke up because she felt something sliding down her leg. And it was her husband running up and down her leg with a yam, like a whole boiled yam and trying to eat it. And Judge Lynn had a look on her face like, well, sis, what's the problem? And I laughed too because hubby was kind of fine. Like you can tell that the footage was pretty old and that they were an older couple for back then. Probably were about in their late 40s, but this looked like the early 2000s. So people in their 40s looked to be about 50. And this man was kind of fine. And he had this look on his face again that said, well, what's the problem, darling? So if you know that you are into sexual activity, certain sexual activities, or, you know, again, have certain interests and likes and loves and fetishes. Leave people alone who aren't into it. Or don't make, let me tell you, your sexuality should not be your sacrifice in a relationship. You can sacrifice a lot of things. And I don't even like the word sacrifice. Let's just say forfeit. Maybe you can, like they said, you might have been into men who are very tall and you got with a man who wasn't so tall. That's fine. You may have been into men that only drive foreign cars and now you're dating a man with an American car. Or you said that you would never date a co-worker and now you're dating a co-worker. It happens. But you should never date a man if you know that you love getting your box munched. Why would you date a man that don't eat pussy and is adamant about the fact that he doesn't? If you know that you love... Let's just say, or you hate anal sex. Why would you get with a man where that's his thing and he tries to force it on you? Let me tell you something, Tasters. I had a man like that years ago and it was ridiculous. He was just so adamant about anal sex. It scared me. And I, I wasn't into like, I don't like it. I don't like the way it feels. I've tried it. It ain't my thing. You know, I've had, I've listened to, um, let's shout out my girl Medina from cocktails. You know, she publicly declares that she loves anal sex, anal play, and, you know, try to describe how to make it feel good. It ain't for me. So why would I get with some man with that's his thing? And that's what he's forcing on me. So yeah, let's leave that behind in 2022. Get with somebody that tickles your sexual fancy. And last but not least, honorable mention, the bonus. Can we leave the word narcissist in 2022? I can't stand that word. I feel it's overused. I've looked up narcissist more than once. The definition, I've Googled it. I've looked in a paper dictionary. And the way it's explained and defined online and on paper it is certainly not the way that people use this word in media and in life 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So in 2023, I don't even want to hear the word narcissist. If you catch me using that word tasters, take a shot for every time that you hear me say the word narcissist. <laughs> You'll never get drunk. Well, anyway, tasters, like I said, I don't know what's going on with my anchor app. You know, it had been so good to me. Maybe it's time for me to move on from it. But I really enjoy this holiday episode. Look, I'm a little late with posting it. And look, I like I said, all of my tasters, I'm shouting you all out because I know you're ready. Like, where the fuck is my episode? And um, to my boy, Sir Trev, there's something else that you touched on that you wanted to get into. I'm going to talk about it because this is going to be, this may be in the next episode or, or episodes further. But he was just curious about, speaking of sex. What's my sex playlist? And I definitely have one. Ooh, tasters. I have one of the nastiest 
sexiest, filthiest sex playlist. And yeah, I, I do. I, I, I'm a person that I love a good mood. Listen, I'm going to end it with this for the holidays. If you ain't into this, you need to get into it. What they said with Taurus, we just enjoy like the pleasures in life. All of the the, the, the sexiness, the juiciness, the, the just luxuriating in the act itself. And when it comes to sex, especially plan sex, when I say plan, when you know you got time, you know you with your babe or he's coming over, you're going to his home. If you live together, you got the candles burning or oils burning, house smelling all good. You come out the shower freshly waxed and, and shining and glistening. Your lingerie on or your G-string. The bed is already turned down. Hit the button on a sexy playlist and just go to work. That's what I do. But as far as the playlist, I'm thinking that Sir Trev is interested in what types of songs are on it. And we'll talk about it. But... That's it for me, tasters. I'm going to get up from the table. As Nina Simone would say, you have to learn to get up from the table when love is no longer being served. And at this point, Anchor is serving me garbage. So I'm getting up from the table. Enjoy your day, tasters. Happy Tuesday and enjoy the rest of your holiday. Look, by the time you listen to this, you may be already coming up on New Year. Remember what not to take into the New Year with you and enjoy the rest of this Kujishakalia Kujishakulia day. <laughs> Bye.